This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here, along with the one, the only, Brandon Swanee Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And welcome in, as always, to the Primetime Podcast here on Most Valuable Podcast. If you're joining us, welcome in for the first time. If you're on YouTube, hey, I can see you guys. If you downloaded us via Blog Talk Radio, thank you for the download today. And if you're on iTunes, thank you for that as well. But Brandon, this is this is a day where we got to get through this a little quickly. We're recording this before the national championship. That's why you've got your Derrick Henry jersey on, repping, repping the roll tide here Heck today. Yeah. Heck and, yeah. Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna skip out on anything. We're still gonna have a jam packed show as always. We're just gonna have a jam packed show in about thirty six minutes. We, we we just got to get ready for this this national title game that's coming up tonight. But today we're gonna talk about some numerous topics. We're gonna look at the Cal head coaching search. Look at some candidates that could take over that job. We're gonna look at the NFL draft. Mitch Trubisky, along with some other names, but mainly focus on Trubisky. They're coming out and people are declaring for the draft like crazy. And then we're going to take a little fun topic and look at high school quarterbacks. Should they look for a pro-style offense in college to set them up for a pro career? And we're going to get right into it. We're going to look at Cal and Brandon. The Cal Golden Bears have fired their head coach after four seasons. They Sonny Dykes is gone. And this is, you, you know where I'm going to go with this. You know where I'm going with it, right? Oh, yeah. Chip Kelly's the guy, right? <laughs> He's the guy, right? We talked about best fits like... Last week on the podcast, he's got to be the fit here, right? Well, I think he's certainly a guy who's going to be in consideration. And and I think that for, for Cal, they, they want somebody, and they, their athletic director even said it, they want someone who's going to be committed. And they, I don't believe, because they just gave Sonny Dykes a contract extension at the mm-hmm. end of last season. I do not believe that they saw commitment from him. Uh, one thing that I that I read was that he was linked to a number of different Texas coaching jobs throughout the last couple of years. So there was, and there was clearly something that that had to have happened in in, in this this year. And, and I do not know what that something is, and I'm maybe I'm missing something that I should know. But I, I think that they definitely want to have a solid and sound commitment to their players. They certainly did not feel that that was there with the head coach that they had in place. And then I, I think that they also just, I, I think they just want something to be better. The The best season that they had under Dykes was 8-5, and five, mm-hmm. and, and they went to a, a, a bowl game uh, that year, which was which was good. Uh, but I, I again, I think that they just they just wanted more than what they were getting. And in the first year, it was one and eleven, and then it was I think five and seven, eight and five, five and seven. Mm-hmm. So it it, it wasn't great. Uh, Sonny Dykes ends up nineteen and thirty, and I I think I'm just putting all that into perspective for anyone who who is going. Wow, I mean, we're, we're you're just days. You're you're double digit. Like, I don't know how many days exactly, 17, 15, 17 days until National Signing Day, and you get rid of your head coach, and you're going, this is, you're, you're not putting us in a, in a great position, mm-hmm. potentially, but clearly they thought it was important enough for their players, for this program going forward, that they make a change, and I think that what they need to do now is they have to be very strategic about who they hire as their next head coach, and I don't think you want to just go after the hot name, I think you have to go after the right name. 
And that's what people forget to do a lot of the times is that they want to go after the hot name. And sometimes that hot name doesn't always end up being so hot and toasty two years down the line. And I think that right now Chip Kelly is the hot name. But could be the right name, though. It, it could be it the could right be. name. It, and I am certainly not saying that it is not. But I think that one thing that they'll have to do is they have to look internally right now. And, and a candidate right now is their offensive coordinator, Jake Spavital. And, and, and he's able to... Take a team that loses Jared Goff, star receivers, and still have them being the number 10 offense in all of college football. That's impressive. And right now the problem for for this team, this Cal team, it's not offense. It's defense. And I think that you need to be able to have someone who can maintain a good offense but establish a good defense with this team. Well, and for me, I think that just to go off of what you were saying, with Chip Kelly— like, to me, it comes down to two guys, Spavital and Kelly. And the reason why is Spavital gives you that consistency. You know he can recruit. He's a guy that you can say, hey, he's going to be our head coach. And these guys that you have coming up to signing day maybe feel a little bit more settled down, a little bit more, okay, I'm not going to hit the panic button because they didn't make sweeping changes. I at least know this coach. I've talked to him on the offensive side. I've talked to him through my recruitment along with the head coach. I know things are going to be the same as what I signed up for when I gave them my verbal commit. However, you look at a guy like Chip Kelly, and this is a guy where, yeah, you're right, he's the big name, but I think this is a situation where the big name might also be the right name because you look at what he's been able to do in the college ranks. You also look at what we talked about last week and The thing that I like most about Chip Kelly in college compared to the NFL is he can kind of control a program like he likes. Look at Nick Saban at Alabama. Can control the program like he likes. Can control everything about it. Nobody gives him a hard time. Doesn't have anyone to answer to except for maybe the AD. But as long as you're winning games, the AD ain't going to be coming and knocking on your door anytime soon. But not just that. It's a conference that Chip Kelly knows very well. And thirdly, and this is something that I didn't even think of until I heard um, Wilbon on PTI as I was watching the very end mention it, it's an easy move. He doesn't even have to pack up the moving truck. He can even commute from home if he wants to. It's only an hour drive from Levi Stadium all the way up to Berkeley, depending on where he's living in San Fran. So for Chip Kelly, on his side, this might be a job where he at least thinks about it because he goes you know what, I am going to sit around and wait for the right one. Location-wise, this could be the right one because he likes the Pac-12. Well, he does good in the Pac-12. Plus, it's right there, right where he already is. And when I look at it, you're on a side where you get to play Oregon again. You get to see them again. You get to rub it in their face. Stanford, they're kind of, to me, what kind of a team are they going to be next year because they finished third this year? You got a Washington State team that, yeah, they looked good this year, but towards the end, their last few games didn't look so hot. Really, your big competition is Washington right now. And Chris Peterson on that side. I mean, I would love to be in the South a little bit, I think, but the North could be an I'm not, I don't want to say easy, could be a prime time, not prime time. You guys get the word I'm looking for. Could be a good situation for Chip <laughs> Kelly is what I'm trying to say. Well, Ricky, Chip Kelly, a 46-7 and record in college. Mm-hmm. And in the in the four years that he was with Oregon, lost the Rose Bowl, 
lost the BCS championship, won the Rose Bowl, won the Fiesta Bowl. I mean, 46-7, and seven, he never had a team with a ranking lower than 16. I mean, it's been impressive. So if he's able to do even half of that with Cal, I mean, when's the last time that Cal was a legitimate threat in the rankings? When's the last time Cal was a legitimate threat with, I I, I guess I would say, when when you're going into a big game, when they're going against a tough opponent, when you look at Cal and you go, Cal probably will get the edge in this one. Let's put it this way. I don't think that there's been a whole lot of confidence with that the last couple of years. Let's put it this way. Throughout my childhood and throughout my life, the only big thing I remember Cal being known for is the band on the field, and I was either A, not alive, or B, not old enough to remember watching that game on TV. I, I guess I just I think that Chip Kelly, and again, I, I know I said it already, is that you know he is certainly the hot name. You would want him to be the right name if you're going to be the one to go after him because you're locking him in, but he certainly knows what he's doing when it comes to college. And I think that could you be scared off by what he's done in the NFL? You could be. You could be. I mean, he certainly struggled with the 49ers, but then you have to look at the, the roster that they had to work with, which is but nothing. That's also the NFL. You, but but I, I think that you also have to look and see how he handled himself and how he handled players and things like that. And yes, I get it. That is that is the NFL. That's mm-hmm. a different beast. And I've already I've said that in, in previous podcasts that – the NFL is is different. I mean, completely different in some aspects. But I think that when you look at college, which is what you want him to do, you want him to coach your college football team. He has certainly had success. He knows what he's doing. He's going to implement, you know, what he wants to do. He we've seen what Chip Kelly is like. He wants control. You give him control, Papa's going to be happy. You don't, he's going to be really upset. But I think that certainly Cal has to look at him. And I think that if they if, if if they were to offer him the job, Ricky, I don't think it's the wrong move. But if they don't offer him the job, I also don't think it's the wrong move because mm-hmm. that means that they clearly have an idea of where they want to go, what they want to do. I do think that Spavadol would be a really good decision. I agree with you. I think that you keep it consistent. It's a face that players would be able to recognize, understand. Other players would be able to then say to a, to a guy who's coming in, you know what? He he's there for us. He is a good coach. He's he's good. He's for the players and stuff like that. Whereas you bring in somebody else, maybe not named Chip Kelly, you don't know about them. You don't know what they're what they're like, what their expectations mm-hmm. are, and things like that. Uh, guys, I, I think have a feel for how Chip Kelly is and how he runs his program because it's happened. So I I, I think that you know it it's certainly something to look at when you talk about Chip Kelly. Is that the move you make? I don't know, but Cal's got to make a decision pretty quickly. Well, it's one of those things where, yes, they need to make it quickly, but another thing I'm looking at is, and this is not a huge knock, but it is something that I would look at if I was Cal. It's one of those things of Spavital has never been a head coach before, and it's not one of those things where you think, oh, well, because you've never been a head coach, you can't be a head coach. Of course, like, some guys have got it. They've never just had the opportunity to show that they've got it. But it's one of those things where you could look at it and go, we know Chip Kelly's got it at the head coaching level. Spavito, that might be a, uh, maybe we don't take the move on Spavito. Another thing I'm looking at is Cal. One of the big reasons 
why they did so well last year in 2015? Jared Goff. I mean, they had a guy like Jared Goff was there. A freshman with Dykes came in. He was there in 13, 14, and then 15 his last year. I mean, his freshman year was all right. His sophomore year was, I'm looking, touchdown to interception ratio, 35 to 7 was pretty good, although they were only 5 and 7. And then in 2015, 43 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, almost 5,000 yards in that offense. And that's the thing I look at. If I'm a Cal fan, if I am a believer in this football team, the one thing I look at, and I know it's only two guys, but the one thing Chip Kelly has been able to do, especially when he was in Oregon, bring in the guy that, not the guy that, oh, everyone else is trying to fight for, but the guy that he wants to play quarterback. The two quarterbacks that he had during his time at Oregon, Darren Thomas, who was a four-star recruit coming out of high school, ESPN had him at a grade of 80, did good things. A kid out of Texas, good things for Oregon. And then he got a guy, I know he was only a three-star recruit, 71 grade from ESPN, a kid you guys might know, Marcus Mariota. I don't know if you've heard his name before, but that's something that I look at with Chip Kelly, and you got to think, okay, that's the position. If you can bring in that quarterback for your system, you've got the hardest position picked out, and everything else can fall into place. Again, a, a thing that I think for in, in, in this situation, the, the, the problem for, for Cal has never been offense. It has not been offense. In, in, in any of these times with, with Dykes, it has not been the offensive side of the football. It has been defense. Mm-hmm. They give up too many points, and it, it's great if you can score. But what happens when your offense is doing nothing? Your defense continues to give up points. You're not going to win those games. You're not going to win those games. And if you're looking to try and win a tight game, most likely you're not going to be able to do it. So that's why maybe you take a look at the current Wisconsin former USC guy, defensive coordinator Justin Wilcox. I was going to ask you, do you look for him then because you want to strengthen that defense? I'm saying that you absolutely shouldn't count him out because then you have Spavadol there as the offensive coordinator who – He's been there for these for these years when they're putting up these points. Mm-hmm. He understands that he's worked with Goff. He's worked with the good weapons that he had around him. He's helped. He's helped to bring this team and keep this team at a at a top offense. You bring in a guy who's got some defensive minded, who's got a defensive minded background. I, I think that you could have more balance. Could you struggle in that first year, second year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that you ultimately will be getting to a better spot because you won't be solely focused on offense. You'll have some focus on the defensive side as well, and I think that that's really important if you want to be able to put together an all-around successful team. I'm going to throw out another name for you, and this is one that's going to be a long shot. It's not a defensive guy, but I'm kind of thinking that defensive side a little bit, and it was a name I popped in into my head, and it's because... You look at the team he was at, and he had some pretty good defensive players, although if you look at him, he's more of an offensive-minded Mad Hatter type. Does Cal maybe look at it and go, Let, let's just pick up the phone, see if Les is interested? I'm not saying it's a serious phone call. It's one of those, hey, Les, how's it going? How are you enjoying uh, 
the winner. Oh, it's nice. Uh, what do you think of our coaching job? Thanks. Okay, bye. Even if it's one of those, like, do you pick up the phone and see if Miles would be interested or would even entertain an offer? You know, on that one, I don't, I don't think you have to. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't think you have to because I think that between the guys that we've already mentioned, with with Spavadol, Wilcox, with Chip Kelly, and they probably have some other guys. I shouldn't say in their back pocket, but some guys, some names that are in their back pocket that they'll be looking at. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Les Miles is 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 the fit for Cal. I don't know if Les Miles is the fit for Cal. When you go from LSU, I mean, you're looking at it a, a defensive. I I would say more defensive uh, style. Well, it's I don't know. Is that right? Am I am I correct in saying that? I guess Les Miles. The last couple of years, I've looked at him more as defensive with some offense sprinkled in. That's how I've looked at him the last couple of years. Not always like that, though. It -hmm. used to be offense with some defense sprinkled in. But that's where I kind of saw him the last couple of years, and that's ultimately, I think, why LSU had to say, thank you, but goodbye. And I don't necessarily know if Les Miles would be the right fit for that position. Because, too, if he's coming in there, I think he's probably already wanting a team that's in pretty good shape. Wouldn't you? Uh, for less Miles, yeah, I don't no, think he I'm, wants to go to, at this point in his career, I don't think he wants to go and fix a team. If I'm less Miles, I am not going to you unless I can look at you and go, can I, like, here is my criteria for things I would look at to go to if I was less Miles. Can I go to a conference championship year one? Can I go to... A New Year six year one. Can I go to the playoff or can I go to the national title year one? Obviously, those last two are really hard to do year one. But at the least, I would look at it and go, can I maybe not go to? I'm going to say, can I seriously compete for a conference title year one? That's the main thing. If that's yes, then yes. I think about I at least am seriously talking to the team, seeing what could happen to bring me in. Like I said, it was just the name I threw out there because Maybe it's something Cal does. They just pick up the phone. They see what's going on because it's like you said. Lately, it's been maybe defense with a little sprinkling of offense. And I think of guys that this defense has had, like the Honey Badger, like Patrick Peterson. And I look at it and I go, maybe if he could just pull some of those guys, some of those defensive guys out of Nick Saban's backyard, out of the backyard that used to be Les Miles' backyard because – that's the thing. It used to be, you know what, like each kind of school stayed to their region. Texas kid went to the Texas school. Illinois kid went to the Illinois school. Now it's more of like maybe it's because of social media and the world we live in now, but everything is more national to where the kid in Florida isn't going to stay in Florida. He could stay in Florida. But the kid in Florida could also say, you know what, screw it, I'm going to play for Alabama. I'm going to go play for Oregon. There is so many more, so much more communication across the entire nation to where if Cal wanted to, maybe they could bring Les Miles in to say, hey, let's tap into this region. Because let's be honest, the southeast region, usually it's that in Texas, produce the best high school football recruits. They're just – they. They put something in the water down there that's just a little bit different for football players coming out. But for less miles, I will say, it's not something where I'm saying go and get less miles or less miles, go to Cal. 
It was just the name I threw out there. And one of the things I was looking at was when I mentioned the quarterbacks that Chip Kelly brought in. And, of course, for that for his system, they worked. The last starting quarterback, and I mean, serious Cal fans can tell me I'm wrong, but for me as an outsider here, I was looking through their uh, list of starting quarterbacks that they have had since uh, last season, well, this past season when it was David Webb. Yeah, the only guy that I look here and I remember is a guy in 2004. Maybe you've heard of him, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, who's that? And then right right before him, I mean, he wasn't a serious pro, but he was still a solid quarterback, especially in the NFL as a backup, Kyle Bowler. So they went Cowboy. They also had Aaron Rodgers. For the Ravens, wasn't he? Yeah, Ravens. And he played for the Rams early on. Yeah. He was behind Kurt Warner, or he was either behind Warner or uh, Bulger, one of the two. But besides that, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the last good quarterback. And really, coming to the NFL, no one thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to be as good as he is, but he still played 12 games as a starter. 13 in 2003, 12 as a starter in 2014, and that's the last great starter that you guys had. That's, to me, what, I mean, you can say defense, but I think that also whatever coach you bring in, defensive, offensive, has to get his guy at quarterback. Has to. Yeah, he does, and I think that, again, honestly, Ricky, I'm going to say I don't think Les Miles is even brought into this conversation. I'll be honest with you. I don't think he's even brought into this conversation. I think, if anything, right now, the more and more that I've talked about it, the more and more I've kind of listened to you talk about kind it, talked it, talked I, you out of it. I, I think that, I think that honestly, I, I, I just think that I would probably go Chip Kelly. I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about because I, you know, I, I don't want to say I don't know what I'm talking about, but I can't. I'm, I'm basically saying I can't believe I'm saying this. That I would go say Chip Kelly number one. I I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. But Chip Kelly, I would say, is your top guy because of the fact that he's done it and he's done it successfully and he's out there. Not to say that you'll get him, but that's who I would target number one. That's who I would target number one for sure. It's like I mentioned last week, and this is a I'm pulling this straight from a page from Illinois' book. Whitman came in as our AD in February of I think it was 2015. That next March said, you know what, Cubit, you did a good job as the interim for uh, Tim Beckman. We're not going to keep you as head coach. Who did he go out and get? He brought in an NFL, not a college guy. Chip Kelly's a college guy who was in the NFL, this guy's an NFL guy, brought in Lovey Smith to try to kind of retool this team. And now you're seeing all the billboards all around. Right over here by my house, there's a big We Will Win billboard. And we're, what, how far from Champaign? We're a couple hours away from Champaign up here in Chicago. That is something that Chip Kelly can do, especially with Lovey Smith. Who did he coach in the pro ranks? Chicago. Now he's coaching Illinois, same state. This is one where it's technically the same state, but it's the same freaking area. This guy, I know it was a bad season. I mean, come on. But did you expect the 49ers to do anything? But he was an NFL coach in your backyard. You're telling me kids won't want to play for that? Not even for, let alone the success he had at Oregon. And then it's like, wow, my coach was an NFL coach 
what can I learn from this guy? I would go Chip Kelly. I thought you were going to say Spavital. I thought you were going to be the one to go with Spavital. I was going to be the one to go Chip Kelly. No, that's, that's why what I, I really thought. That's why I really can't believe what I'm saying <laughs> because I, that that is to, that is totally what would usually happen. Mm-hmm. But no, on this one, I, I have literally talked myself into Chip Kelly. I, I talked myself out of absolutely not even going for Les Miles. <laughs> I, I just don't see Les Miles in this position. I mean, he's. I just he, brought him up. I, no, 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 no. I think it's I think it's a good thing to bring him up. But yeah. I, I just look at him as. I just feel like it would be weird to see Les Miles outside of the SEC. Honestly, I really I think it would just be really weird. Or unless it was like a Notre Dame or a school with some prestige behind it, like an Ohio State, like a Michigan. Like I'm not saying Harbaugh or Urban Meyer leaving anytime soon, or like a Texas, like a Oklahoma. That kind of a bearing behind it. That's where. Yeah. I would see less miles going to. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, Chip Kelly again. He knows, he knows the conference. He's had success in the conference. It seems like it could be a very good fit, and I'm interested to see what we see happen in the next couple of days. Well, and this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you guys think of the whole Cal coaching situation. Who are your guys? Who's the one that you would want to take over that program? and be the new head coach of the Golden Bears. We're going to move on into our next topic. And, Brandon, this is one usually we leave it off to the side, say the onside kick has it. But with everything going on with the playoffs and the Jaguars making moves in their coaching ranks, me and Mark are going to have a lot of things to talk about later this week. So I thought this would be a nice NFL draft topic for us to go over as a lot of players are now declaring for the NFL draft to get ready. It's like you declare now, we get ready for the combine in Indy, and then from there it's kind of a snowball all the way to the NFL draft that is now in Philly. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to go straight with it. Is Mitch Trubisky, is he going to be the best quarterback, maybe the first quarterback? I'll say it. Is he going to be the first quarterback taken off the board this year? Has Kaiser declared? Kaiser's declared. Then I don't know. I think that it Kaiser's could, I, declared. I think Watson's that it, coming out. I don't think it's Mitch Trubisky. I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's going to be Mitch Trubisky. The reason I say it's not going to be Trubisky is because we didn't see enough of him. We did not see enough of him. We saw a lot this year, but we didn't see enough of him total overall. I think that when you take a look at the guys that will be available and the guy that's playing in the game tonight while we're recording this podcast Deshaun Watson I'm taking Watson over Trubisky Mm -hmm. and it's not to say that I don't think that Trubisky is good and that he can be can be good in the NFL I mean this season he had over 3,700 yards 30 touchdowns six interceptions his entire college career over 4,700 yards 41 touchdowns 10 interceptions most of his college career was played this season. Mm-hmm. That's what hurts him. That's what's going to hurt him in my mind. In answer to your question, he is not the number one quarterback taken. Not in my opinion. No. But Are you going Watson then or Kaiser? I will say I am going to go Watson because I think that he and has... And this is before what happens tonight. I just want you guys out there in YouTube world and Blog Talk Radio world to know that. I'm That's g- before what happened tonight. I'm going to go Watson. I think that he has an outstanding skill set. 
I, I, I did think that early on in the season, and I mentioned it, I said it, I thought that with some of the comments he made, it seemed like he wasn't able to take some of the pressure um, at the beginning. That's not good. There's a lot of pressure in the NFL. But I think that what he's done and how he's he's picked up and he's shown he's the leader. Mm-hmm. He's the leader, and he can be a leader. And I think that, that you need to be a leader in college if you want to be a leader anywhere else. You got to be. In my opinion, you just do. Again, this is all my opinion. I don't even care. I'm not going to say that again. It's all my opinion. But I think that you need to be that leader. That's what I think we've seen from him. He got much better towards as the season went on. You have that loss at Pitt. They could have crumbled. He didn't allow it. He didn't allow it, and he made sure the rest of the team didn't allow it either. He's been very good. We saw what they did against Ohio State. Ohio State was kind of a dud anyways. But I, I think we saw what he was able to do there, 31 to nothing, and I I don't think that they'll win tonight. Shocker. But <laughs> I think that he will play a good game. He played a good game last year in, in the same spot. I think that he'll play another good one. And I, I, I think that he really has a complete package with what he's able to do. And, you, you know, whenever you say a name, people are like, oh, my gosh, he's nowhere near what this guy is. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, I, I just think of guys like, you know, uh, RG3 isn't a great example, but, you know, Mike Vick, you know, guys like that that are able to that are able to throw, that can pass well, but that also can run the ball. And they're, they're not afraid of, of moving the ball with their with their legs and stuff like that. And that's why I think that he is good. And, 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 and I think that also, I mean, take a look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers outstanding he's known for passing obviously two years started on college but but he can run the football and he can run it very well and i think that people wouldn't look at him as as being that guy but he is and i think that uh watson if he if he stays in the pocket for most of the time but then also can run i mean that just makes it even more dangerous because people don't know when you're going to do it uh, so I, I, I say it's going to be him. I know this segment's supposed to be on Trubisky, but mm-hmm. um, that's why that's. But ultimately, it comes back to the point why I don't think Trubisky will be the number one quarterback taken. Not enough. Not enough there. And also, I, I just think that there's other guys coming out that that have that have shown more in more years. I'm going to make two comparisons. First one I'm going to make has to do with why I am perfectly okay with Trubisky declaring for the draft instead of coming back. I know myself, I know Mark Weber, especially after watching that Stanford Cardinal game that they played in the Hyundai Sun Bowl. I remember him watching that and then texting us during that game so saying, Mitch has got to stay in school. He said that to us. Mitch has got to stay in school, doesn't have enough right now. From what I'm seeing, he's like, does not have enough. And Would he benefit from staying another year in school? Yeah, he would. But the one thing I think of when I look at, A, the type of season he has had and his decision, he's trying to avoid a Jake Locker situation. This is exactly what happened with Jake Locker. Jake Locker was a guy, started his freshman year, 14 to 15 touchdown interception ratio. His sophomore season, redshirt sophomore season, Gets injured against Oregon State. Done. Doesn't play much. Threw one touchdown that season. 
Then he comes back 2009, his redshirt junior year. Throws for 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. After that year, everyone was like, Jake Locker should come out. He should come out. He should declare for the draft. He should. He's going to be high in the draft. He decides to stay. Has not a bad season, but when he looks 17 to 9 touchdown interception ratio, less yards at 2,265. He had a lower completion percentage by 3%. It wasn't as good of a year for Jake Locker, and his stock kind of fell. Although on draft night, you can look at it and say, well, the Titans just kind of reached for him and took him higher than he wanted. Thank God, because he didn't end up going to my Vikings, who really wanted him that year. That was the same draft that Colt McCoy was drafted in. But I can I can see Trubisky. Maybe he's not thinking of Jake Locker. That's what I'm here to do. But I can see, like, okay, declare for the draft because you don't want a Jake Locker situation. What if he comes back next year and he doesn't have as good of a year? He falls off a little bit. Then his draft stock falls, and he might fall into the second round. The second comparison I was going to make to me this year, and this is before I've watched Mitch's film, which I am going to do now that he's officially declared for the draft, I see him as a Paxton Lynch kind of a situation. And when I say that, I say situation where a team drafts him, he doesn't become the starter. He's not a Jared, he's not a Carson Wentz situation. He's more of what the Rams wanted to do with Jared Goff, but were pressured into not doing, where he would be a good situation where maybe late first, maybe early middle first round pick. I'm talking like late teens and on, where if it's a team, I can see him going to air. air the team in my head is Arizona. Especially if Carson Palmer comes back, you get a guy ahead of him. He doesn't need to start. You can work that year kind of like he was in college. He can be a backup, work on his skills. That's what I see from Mitch Trubisky. He is not a guy that steps in day one and starts for you at the NFL level. He's a guy where you already have somebody, might not be the franchise guy in front of him, but you have a guy in front of him and you develop him behind him. I, I don't disagree that that's certainly a way that they could go about doing it. But I also think that a lot of NFL teams, I mean, take a look at uh, sometimes. Most of them need a quarterback. They need a quarterback, but mm-hmm. also they, they want to be able to have a quarterback that they can then build around and then they don't have to worry about, you know, they're, they're not all going to get a guy that comes in and, and boom, is Dak Prescott, you know, right away who has extremely great success. Mm-hmm. Um, in his rookie season, but I, I think that they they want someone who's at least established themselves in college. And yes, you can say that Trubisky is established; he established himself this season. But I think that then when you look at other guys like a Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. he's had he's established himself over m- multiple seasons. And I and I think that that makes an NFL team more comfortable. But We have certainly seen NFL teams be completely okay with reaching and and going for a stretch. And that's not even to say that Trubisky is a huge stretch, but they've been okay with reaching out to try and get a guy who they think will be good. And I think that that is also important. You know, some NFL teams go based on what they saw in college. Some NFL teams go based on what they think will happen. Mm -hmm. And... You know, sometimes it just doesn't work. Because guess what? Everyone thought Jamarcus Russell was going to end up being okay. 
Well, I mean, that was not that was not the case, clearly. But I think that that's where he gained a couple pounds, too. just a few. That's what (laughs) that's what happens, though, is that what you expect to Mm -hmm. be is not always. And you look at it and this is me going down. The order is going to be different because I'm looking at McShay's draft, which was done before the end of the season. Browns could use a quarterback. Niners. I mean, Bears for sure need a quarterback. I'm looking Jets could take one. We have the Cardinals could draft a quarterback in the first round. The Bills could draft a quarterback in the first round. The Chiefs could draft one in the first round. That's I'm already seven teams deep, and then the Cowboys and Patriots. But that's a team I want to ask you about. And it's because, A, you are a Chiefs fan, and B, that's who McShay had Mitch Trubisky going to. In my first mock draft, didn't have him going. I had no quarterbacks going in my first round. I'm going to look up in a second where Mark had him going. But I wanted to ask you, because Todd McShay did have Trubisky going to the Chiefs, and with you being a Chiefs fan, that could be a situation where they draft him, say, Alex Smith is our starter, let's develop this kid behind Alex. I mean, something like that is is, is certainly not bad, but you also need to make sure that you— have someone who you want to develop, you know, not just drafted a guy to draft a guy. Exactly. I mean, honestly, the Jets need a quarterback. They got four <laughs> on the roster. They've got a million. I mean, it's not even it's not even funny because they they went and they got Christian Hackenberg last season, mm-hmm. and they, they still and, and they still need a quarterback. They got Bryce Petty. And they got Fitzpatrick. They've got Fitzpatrick. I told you. They got a million on the roster, <laughs> and they still say they need a quarterback. That's an issue. Mm-hmm. But that goes to show, guess what? Don't just draft a guy just to draft him because mm-hmm. it ain't going to work. Like Mark had him going to the Saints. That's a team Mark had him going to. Another, Drew Brees isn't going to be around forever. Yet again, though, another team where Drew Brees could be there for about a year or two for Mitch to develop if if you want to develop him. I'll be honest though with 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 Kansas City, I think that I think they like Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith, he doesn't. But how many years is he going to be playing and how many years are they going to commit to him? That's the big thing. Well, I think like in the future, that's what I'm saying. I'm I mean, not I, saying get him out of town or anything. Yeah, but I mean but, everyone needs a needs a quarterback mm-hmm. a, another quarterback eventually. I mean, one day the Patriots At are going to age yeah. 57. Tom Brady will retire. Um and he You can take your earmuffs off, Sean. And he will be gone and someone else will need to come in and, and, and do the job. But I, I think that, you know, certainly right now, um also though, one thing I think about is you don't want to have a guy on the bench for too long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you that's have why to I said a year or two. Yeah, you want to be able to have a guy in place, and that's why I, I. I mean, I could see Alex Smith there for a little bit longer, maybe more than a year or two, only because I don't know if Kansas City will make that move, but that goes to ownership and things mm-hmm. like that. It kind of depends on how they do in the in the postseason this year, I think, um, and in the, in the playoffs. So you don't want a guy again. You don't want a guy to sit on the bench for too long, and then you know you want to go to him, and it's like. Uh, you know what? We'll just draft another guy, and then it's a waste. I mean, it's just a waste of a draft pick. Can I, can I throw this out there? You can throw out whatever you would like. Aaron Rodgers did sit behind Favre for three years. He did. That was three. He did sit behind him. That's a. I, and I that just was, think and that, that that's, was a guy who started two seasons in college before getting drafted. That's a. Um, 
I think a special well, yeah, situation. Well, you're not going to kick him out after a year. Well, three years was like okay, let's start about maybe hitting the retiring button. And Aaron Rodgers was the real deal too. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like you know you, you just threw in some scrub after him who's, who's some mediocre quarterback. You know, it's I don't want to say Tom Savage is a scrub, <laughs> but it's not like you then. Oh, we have Tom Savage now. He's going to go be our quarterback. You know what I mean? It, it was Aaron Rodgers, and he was mm-hmm. s- s- clearly a special player. So I have to see how Mitch Trubisky does in the NFL well, in, in his in his first couple of games because again, I I don't want to say I put a ton. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to put a, say I put all the stock into the amount of years that you play in college, but I certainly think basketball a lot of guys one and done football you don't see that as much you see you know two years i, I think usually um well that's if they redshirt because you got to stay three yeah yeah that's the rule yeah but i mean clearly i forgot that rule but you can't do that though even if but, there was no rule. but i'm saying yeah i clearly forgot that rule so um <laughs> i did i really I, i'm like oh you don't really see that well that dumb shit that's it's why. because it doesn't happen <laughs> um but basketball i'm just saying look at look at the guys who come out right away they can, obviously. Um, they can, and what what do they always turn out well? No, they don't. I mean, Brandon at- Ingram has needed work this year. Ben Simmons hasn't even played because of injury. Joel Embiid didn't play his first year because of injury. I mean, that's one thing we talked about on the fast break. I mean, even when you can come out after one year, just because you can draft a guy number one doesn't mean he's going to bring you to the promised land like a LeBron James day one. And same thing with the NFL. So take a look. Again, I, I know that this is football that we're yeah. talking, but take a look at Buddy Heald. Mm-hmm. How and, much he's had to work. But but it's but it's it's that, but it's also take a look at him. He stayed longer. Mm-hmm. He improved he changed his shot up completely to become a better shooter. Yeah, we shoot with I mean, the wrong it was, hand. It was like from it was from like this point to this point. I mean it was And he switched hands. He was shooting left handed. Yeah, but I'm saying I, I'm saying I mean that that aside you know the 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 arc on your shot and everything like that. That mm-hmm. is would have been harder to do in the NBA. You wouldn't have done it. Yeah, he would not have done it successfully. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. But he would not have done it successfully. I I I think though that again with the NFL, it, it, obviously it's good that they have to stay for that for the certain amount of years because it makes them be a com, com, really. Um, Come into a a full player, and I just don't know if it's helpful when you only are able to see one mm-hmm. true season from Mitch Trubisky. Well, it's, it's all I'm saying. And the last thing I want to mention about Mitch before I turn it to you guys is a quote that he said when he declared for the draft, and I quote, I know I could have come back to North Carolina – and they would have prepared me and got me ready for next year. But I just feel like since the opportunity is here, the best opportunity for my career is to take the next step and develop and get ready for the NFL in this way. So it'll be interesting to see. I hope he throws at the Combine. I don't know why he wouldn't, but I say that also because we've seen it in the past where guys go, I'm not going to throw at the Combine. So I hope he throws at the Combine. That'll give us a little bit more answers on top of the film. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you think of Mitch Trubisky. Where could he go? What do you think? Is he going to be, A, the first quarterback taken off the board? And is he the best quarterback in this draft class? Let us know. 
We're going to move on into our last topic. And this one's kind of a fun one. I got this idea from Mike and Mike. They had Jameis Winston on today, and they basically asked him, and I'm going to throw it over to you, Brandon, for this question. Do you think quarterbacks coming out of high school that are choosing college colleges to play for, should high school quarterbacks look for pro-style offenses to play for in college because that's going to set them up better in the pros? I think it would be uh, really... Uh, helpful for them if they did that. I think it would be in their best interest if they if they really want to play professional football and they really want to be able to go to the NFL and be successful when they get there and have more of a fast track to success, then yeah, I would say so because how many times have we had to be able to see a guy in college be so, so good and then come to the NFL and it's like, oh, well, he had a switch, you know, because it's a you know, pro-style offense now. Well, my gosh, I mean, we've seen that so many times, and they haven't been successful. So mm-hmm. I, I think it would just be in the best interest of the player to be able to do that. I mean, I, I don't know. What do you? What do you? What do you think? I think that that makes the most sense. With me, I feel like it's it's kind of like if, and I'm going to relate this to music because all throughout my life, I was never a football player. I was always in the band on uh, Fridays. It would kind of be like, hey, you know what? I want to set myself up to be in a professional band, so I'm going to go play an orchestra. Two totally different worlds. Or I'm going to go, I want to be in the band, so I'm going to go join the choir. That's what it's like to me. And that's the spread compared to pro style, where if I am looking for a pro style team and I'm thinking I'm going to go to the NFL, I would think the pro style would set me up better than going for the spread because the one thing I'm going to throw out there and I'll ask you name the last big 12 quarterback that you remember off the top of your head. That is like that guy did something. That guy was amazing when it comes to the NFL. There's only one right now that I can think of and he's playing right now for my Vikings. Vince Young. Vince Young. Well, the dream team, I was thinking Sam Bradford is the only one I can think of. Right now, I mean, Colt McCoy, I mean, no. didn't do anything. Vince Young, dream team. I mean, Sam Bradford was one of those where it's like he actually started and has been relevant in the league. But, I mean, Case Keenum with Houston, they threw all over the place. I mean, name an Oklahoma State quarterback you remember doing anything in the NFL. So for a like for a quarterback, I would look— if I'm thinking NFL and that's my main goal, I'm thinking I'm looking for a pro-style offense. However, the one thing that I'm going to flip this a little bit, if I'm a receiver, maybe you look towards the spread. So it's like it's not one of a like, oh, the spread's bad, get it out of here. It's also something that can be different for position. Like quarterback, go pro, but maybe wide receiver, hey, I'm going to be able to get it aired out more so in a spread offense, show my skill, so I'm going to go to that kind of a college. I agree with you. I think that um, if I'm a if I'm a quarterback, that's what I would probably be looking for, especially if, if I really intend to go further um, and go to the NFL and be successful in the NFL. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that pro-style offense. But if I'm a receiver, I'm totally looking for the spread. I'm totally looking for the spread offenses. That's exactly what I'm looking for because that's where you're going to have the most success. Well, and it's one of those things where, I mean, now look at it to where the 
type of offenses you see, how many spreads do you see in the SEC? Not many. How many SEC quarterbacks go on to perform well in the NFL, no matter what round they're in? <coughs> Dak Prescott came from the SEC. I mean, yeah, he's got an amazing offensive line and probably one of the rookie of the year. If he's not the rookie of the year, the rookie of the year running behind him, also behind that great offensive line, can't stress that enough. But it's one of those things where I would think you'd want to go pro-style offense if you were a quarterback. However, there could be a thing where you're thinking, hey, you know what? Maybe that maybe in these pro styles, there's guys there where I'm not going to be able to start. Maybe I can go to the spread offense. I can spread the ball around. I can show my big arm kind of a thing and kind of win a draft spot based on talent alone and then worry about the pro style stuff when I get there. Because the big thing that was brought up is now in college, we're seeing a lot of this. They're looking for the card. You don't get that. You're not getting that in the NFL. In the NFL, we we see this. And that's what it is. They're talking to you in the ear, and they're giving you the play. You're not looking over for the card, coming back, and then snapping the ball. It's not Chip Kelly's offense didn't work too well in the NFL. It, It wasn't terrible, but that's more suited for college. I don't know. What do you, what, what do you think with that? Like, I guess I'm trying. The play calling's different. I guess I'm trying to think of you know now some receivers and and uh, like Justin Blackman coming from Oklahoma State. That's well, the one that pops into my head immediately. I guess, I, and I'm trying to think. Um, Tavon uh, Austin, another one. Um, uh, Kevin White from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't really seen him a whole lot because he's been hurt. Um, but then you look at some some. I mean, Mike Evans. He came from A and M. A and M was a Big Twelve team that time, weren't weren't they? When Mike Evans was there, was, was that when they had just transferred over to? Were they? I thought they were. The I SEC. thought they were still the SEC. I, I'm I'm gonna look it up. You you do some more. All right, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, you got you've got um, Kelvin Benjamin from Florida State. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Odell o, Odell Beckham. LSU. Um. So. Take, but but look at that. I mean, you just I, I, some of these guys that I'm talking about, and I'm sure you know our the our our listeners, our our viewers will be, be able to go boom 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 on us. Um, but I'm trying to think of guys from the from the Big Twelve, and I'm I'm just not thinking of them all popping into my head right now. Like so I said, the one I guess it, it doesn't necessarily mean that if you're a wide receiver and you. Uh, want to be really successful NFL, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to look for a spread offense. Mike Evans' senior year, they were in the SEC. Okay. So you were right. Okay. Um, I just, I guess I think that it it really comes down to the system that you're in, the... It also comes down to the comes fit down of to. the you coach. Have to, you have to be in the right system, which you may be in the... Big 12 and just be in the wrong system for offense. Mm-hmm. You might be. But then again, I, I think that you could be in the ACC, you could be in the SEC, and it is just the perfect system for you to be able to thrive in. And I, I, I think that that's... You know that's what's that's what's important. It's it, it doesn't necessarily come down to oh the Big Twelve they're all offense, so a defensive player won't be able to thrive. 
Not necessarily true. You know, I, I, I think that for something like that, it, it all comes down to system, which is why it's so important for coaches to be able to get in front of these players and these players to really believe in the coach and what they are going to do, which is also why it sucks so much when a coach then leaves and the player's like, now what am I going to mm-hmm. get? Well, and it's like the one thing I do think of is off the top of my head, Big 12 wide receivers that I remember, you've got Des Bryant, Oklahoma State, Justin Blackman, Oklahoma State, Stedman Bailey, I believe he was Baylor, Tavon Austin, and Kevin White, West Virginia, and I'm trying to think, I think, the oh, Michael Crabtree, Texas Tech. So those are the ones that pop into my brain right away that are wide receivers, but is there any before we go into final Swanee's final thoughts? Is there anything with this kind of fun little topic with quarterbacks coming out of high schools and pro style offenses that you think we didn't touch? No, you know I don't think so, but I I still think that it's it, it really is interesting because it it really could just be different for everybody, mm-hmm. and, and it's I think it, it like I said I think it's really depend it's dependent upon the system you go to, and it it, it doesn't it, you could be in a you know spread offense as a running back and you could still be successful because Adrian, you could just be worked in that way. I mean way. Adrian Peterson did perform at Oklahoma. I don't know if you'd call Oklahoma a spread. I'd say like when I think spread in the Big 12, I'm thinking maybe Oklahoma State Texas Tech for sure <laughs> would what they used to run was They got running spread. backs? No, I don't uh, remember I don't think Texas so. Tech running back. <laughs> uh, I I think that um I think that when it comes down to something like that, I mean Oklahoma, they're they're spready, they're spready mm-hmm. to me. Um, but I, I I I do think that again, it's it's kind of a case by case, situation by situation, which, which a lot of those things are. Well, Brandon, before I wrap everything up, it's time for what we finish the show off with every week: Swanee's final thoughts. Well, Ricky, uh, I don't have a whole lot of final thoughts today, other than my final thought. He wants is, to go watch this game. That's what his final thought my is. My final thought is that the Alabama <laughs> Crimson Tide are going to come away with another win, and I'm going to be really happy talking to you next week on the podcast. And you all probably hate me, but <laughs> I, that's my final thought. I think Alabama is going to win. I already said it. Gave my prediction. You can make sure you check out all the videos that we gave our predictions in and our picks and everything like that on MVP. But I'm saying Alabama is going to get the win somehow, some way. Alabama's going to pull it out and get a big win over Clemson. Well, and you guys are either watching or listening to this after the fact, so you guys can tell us uh, if Brandon was right or wrong. But also, this is the first time Brandon really letting the true fandom out in his uh, in his attire. No uh, business cash going on for Brandon Swanson coming from work. He's coming in the Alabama Derrick Henry jersey, and I'm liking it from Swanee here on the podcast. But thank you guys for either watching on YouTube or giving us a download on either iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. We really appreciate it. If you want to help out the podcast in other ways, make sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. want to thank you guys one more time for listening to us today. We love talking to you guys about college sports. This is the last time we're maybe going to talk football unless it's NFL draft because right around the corner, it's basketball season, Brandon. Got to get in to this basketball season but thank you guys for listening and watching and as always have a good day everybody thank you for listening to this mvp podcast follow us on twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts